as you look at uh, profitability for companies, the companies that have the have great profitability, they have great growth, consistent growth, they have consistent customer retention. Retention is actually an equal driver of growth to new acquisition. So you can keep acquiring more and more customers, but if you're not retaining them, your company will never grow. And so making sure that you are putting the customer at the forefront of everything you do will lead to retention of those customers and the retention of those customers helps drive company growth. And oh, by the way, when you're retaining those customers, you're helping them grow too. So everybody lifts, like it's a lift all boat situation. Everyone rises and grows together. If you try to solve for one and the other, and I don't know if you've read this book, it's called The Ultimate Question. It's about the net promoter score of customers. Um, there's a lot of companies out there that are addicted to what they call bad profit, that quick that quick money, right? Let's just do a price increase because we need to cover this 5% gap in our growth. Well, that 5% uh, gap in growth, yes, you solved it with the price increase, but you lost so many customers because you upset them and are overcharging them. And now they've all gone to your competitor. So all you've done is you've, you've got a short-term fix for your earnings call, but guess what? It's not a long-term gain because you just lost a bunch of valuable customers. Um, the better thing to do when solving a gap is to go and help address your customer needs and assess, is the product you're currently in meeting your needs? Because there could be some upsell cross-sell opportunity that would also solve that gap, making your customers more successful, inevitably making you more successful. So that's the lever I choose to pull uh, when I'm solving a gap problem, because again, if it doesn't lift all boats, it wasn't worth my time. So we're a pretty reactive engine here in SMB at Ring Central in that the customers are often raising their hand, whether they're filling out a web lead form, calling in our queue, chatting live on our website uh, to inquire about our services or technologies, or maybe I'm purchasing a list of people who I know might be interested in this type of technology. Either way, you have to be able to sell the way the customer wants to buy, and you have to know what buyer type you're dealing with. If you have a customer who has a temporary need and you're trying to oversell them a three-year contract, well, guess what? That customer's not gonna wanna work with you. However, if you sold them a month-to-month -month agreement, brought them in, helped show the value, helped show how Ring Central could help grow the business, they'll become a lifelong customer, so who cares? But if you, and I see salespeople do this all the time. They try to oversell, they get on the phone and they blurt out every feature in the tech stack. You can't do it. You've got to just shh and listen. It's all about listening. If you listen to your customer, understand their need, understand, oh, okay, Mr. Customer, I understand that you need this because you're looking to grow your business. What? Where are you seeing success today? How do you intend to grow? You've got to really get in there and understand their world and what's happening with them uh, before you can really appropriate the right solution for them. I think people just try to throw spaghetti at the wall and seize what sticks. And there can be nothing more frustrating as a buyer than having that happen to you or someone overselling you technologies you don't even need. Um, sometimes customers need certain technologies and they don't realize it. You know, you might have a customer with very unique, um, unique needs and unique you know, reporting requirements that think that they need a phone service, but they really need our contact center solution. Um, you might have to navigate them a little in the discussion, but you can only navigate once. You can't diagnose until you listen to what the problems are first. 
And the best way to do it is to quantify it. You know, great. If I could help you answer, you told me that you're losing 6% of your calls today. If I could pick up 3%, what would that mean to you, Mr. Customer? Maybe they say it means I would generate another 100K in revenue every, every quarter. Great. If I was able to give you that benefit and you could add this additional 100K, would it be worth it to spend this 15K? I mean, who's going to say no to that, right? Um, it has to work for the customer. It can't work for you. And I think more often than not in sales, a lot of times people are so passionate about the technologies they sell. They just want to shout from the rooftops, but you can't. You have to be more reserved and take a position of listening and advising. And in that, you will find meaningful relationships within your customers. You will get referrals. It's just such a fun thing to be a part of. And it's it, it's um, it's almost contagious, right? Success breeds success. You've created a successful customer who now wants to share with five of their friends. And now you get to create five more successful customers out of that reference. I can't tell you how many times in my sales journey, uh, Valeria, I have reached back out to customers. Hey, Mr. Customer, I spoke with you about two years ago. At the time, we weren't the right solution or fit for you. I see here in this press release that you've just received a round of funding. You have some pretty big hiring plans from what I read in this press release. How are you going to tackle that? What is the timing of that is now a more appropriate time for us to connect. If you take really good notes and you track your customers, you can become a trusted advisor to them. It's about being in the right place at the right time in that customer's journey. But you just have to align uh, and time your solutions to their needs. Their needs may not always be immediate. They may be further out. You might talk to somebody who has no money to do anything today, but, you know, fast forward, they've They've done it and they've gotten their company off the ground and now they're going to grow. And now's the time for you to come in and advise and consult and help them achieve their growth goals. You know, sales reps who think they can sell it and forget it are doing a huge disservice to not only their customer, but to themselves. And they may not realize it. Those customers will always remember the, the sales rep who was that ongoing consultant, that ongoing trusted advisor who took the time to build a long lasting relationship. And you never know when you're going to get that next phone call because Bob remembered that you were great to Bob and now has referred you to Sally and Sally's on your phone because Sally now has the same needs Bob did five years ago. So it, it's really important uh, that you that you do that. And it's really important that you're, you know, you're checking in. Sales reps don't, they're so busy generating revenue and trying to retire their number, they don't really set times to check in. I, as a leader, set what I call gratitude blocks. Uh, I have blocks in my calendar every week, and in that hour, I will kind of reflect on the, the previous week, and I'll reach out to people internally who did some amazing things, and I'll just express my gratitude in that gratitude block. When I was a seller and I was on the phone selling myself, I had similar blocks, but they were just customer check-in blocks. And I would take my target accounts or key accounts or people that maybe just, you know, hit hit a soft spot here for me. And I just want to check back out and see, like, did Samantha's granddaughter get born? You know, you never know <laughs> um, what you're going to encounter as you meet so many great people in sales. But it's good to keep notes and it's good to set blocks of time for yourself to go and check back, check back with your customers and see how they're doing. Mm -hmm.